to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by Life Bank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but it is really all about life. So spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. As a Cleveland Clinic liver transplant coordinator, Amy McFarland was a witness to the power of donation and transplantation every day on the job. She guided transplant recipients through their new routine with the goal of helping to keep that new organ functioning for as long as possible. Amy held a vital role on the recipient's care team. So it was more than ironic when, after having some routine blood work done, she received a call from her physician's assistant telling her to go immediately to the emergency room. Amy was in kidney failure. Hi, you're listening to episode 55 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, kidney recipient and LifeBank staff member. Amy had never been sick before and went from the ER to being admitted to the hospital. She was there for about three weeks and it was discovered that she had granulomatosis polyangiitis, an autoimmune disease. She was in end-stage renal failure, began dialysis, and was told that she would need a kidney transplant. The medical professional and caregiver to recipients for years had instantly become a patient in need of a transplant. Amy, thanks for being with us today. How are you doing? Oh, good. Thanks, Colleen. Amy, such a frightening time in your life. What was your reaction when you realized that all of a sudden you became the patient and a potential recipient? Colleen, it was shocking. I was surprised, frightened. And even though I had the background in transplant and had been in transplant in the field for over 10 years, all of that information kind of flew out the door. And all of a sudden, here I was needing a kidney transplant. So, you know, I think going through that, just like anybody else being told that they needed a transplant, that, you know, scary feeling like, what does that mean? And how is that going to affect my life and the life of my son? And what's going to happen in the future? You know, so I think just having all that background really didn't come into play when all of a sudden you're being told that you need this transplant. I always kind of go into it with the feeling like it's better not to know all the details, but here you are, you know all the details, you know protocol for immunosuppression and all of those things. And I was wondering if all of that ran through your mind. <laughs> it definitely did. And and knowing all the different side effects of, of the anti-rejection medications and things, definitely all that stuff came into my, my brain. But all of that, I think, was overtaken by the surprise, the shock, and, and fear of what was happening. And definitely, as you mentioned, the background and knowing what you're getting into versus not knowing. Sometimes I would have to say it would be better not knowing what's going on 
so it kind of came down to a fine line where I had to put my background kind of to the side and just really listen and focus on what I was being told the best thing to do was. When you got that call and and you were told your Krant level was 9.2, that means you're in kidney failure. Did you need dialysis? And if so, how long were you on dialysis? Yes. So I got that call with my creatinine level and to go to the emergency room. I ended up being in the hospital for about three weeks at that point and did initiate dialysis during that hospital stay. And then I was on dialysis for about 18 months before I had my living donor kidney transplant. Dialysis is really no, no way of life. There was ups and downs and I never really knew how I was going to feel during dialysis or after dialysis. I had a lot of blood pressure issues during dialysis. So many times my blood pressure would drop and that always would leave me very fatigued. And after dialysis, there wasn't really a lot that I could do. I just would go home and go to bed. So it really took a lot out of me. And going to dialysis, I was there about four and a half hours by the time all was said and done. And that's three times a week. So it really does take a large chunk out of your normal life doing dialysis. How did that affect you as a mom? Like that actually, that really impacts motherhood and interacting with your your child. It does for sure. At that point, my son was 11 years old when I was diagnosed. And when I started dialysis, so, you know, I did, I, I had to miss out on different activities and events and things like that. Fortunately, I have a good family support system. So he was always well taken care of and well attended at events and things like that. Even the events or things that I couldn't be at. So I was very fortunate to have that support in place and very thankful for that. Um, and I think, you know, it, it got us by for the few years that it took to get the dialysis and then transplant. Yeah, I don't think people understand how important that support system is. Functioning is minimal at best, like you do the best you can do, but there's definitely a deficiency there to be a, a staff member, a family member a mom, certainly, that that's very, very difficult to do. And having people surround you that will help you and carry you through that period pre and post transplant is so, so important. Oh, absolutely. The support that is needed for transplant. I mean, you can't do it without support. And both before transplant, while I was on dialysis, and then after transplant, that support system is just huge. It's important to have that for sure. You were blessed to have a friend that stepped forward and was tested and a match. Can you tell us about your friend? My friend, Karen, she's a longtime friend. We've known each other over 40 years. We actually met as kids when we were camping. And we remained um, friends for all that time. And we continue to camp out at the same campground to this day. So she's not somebody who lives right near me. So unfortunately, during the past year with the pandemic, 
uh, I haven't seen much of her, so that's been kind of sad for me. But she was one of the first people who stepped up and said that she would get tested. And she actually did that without me knowing. She went and got the initial testing. And she was here for Christmas one year. We celebrate Christmas usually a little bit after Christmas each year. So it was January. She brought me upstairs and said, you know, I've been tested and we are a match. And I'll never forget that day. I burst into tears, of course, and couldn't believe how brave and strong she was. So she eventually then went on to get the full transplant evaluation to be a donor for me. And we were a perfect match. About a year after that, I was eligible to have my transplant. So we were in surgery on February 5th of 2018. Wow. So you just celebrated an anniversary. How exciting. Three years. It goes by quick, doesn't it? It does. Yes. And I did have some complications after after my surgery and took a bit for me to fully recover. And now I feel the best that I have felt in so many years. And I'm so grateful to Karen for allowing me to do that. To be a perfect match is amazing. Yes. That's a little bit of yes. a miracle. I remember I was told less than 1% of all kidney transplants are a perfect match. So that is amazing. Yep. I have to ask, Amy, it's been three years since your transplant, and how has it affected your life, not only your health? I mean, obviously, you feel much better. How has it affected your life and you personally? Has it changed who you are as a person? It definitely has changed in so many ways. I'm grateful every day. I'm grateful for my family and my friends to help me through this process. So you become just kind of more grateful about everything in life. But I also, I can understand now what my patients are going through. So I have that personal connection with every patient that I talk to. Uh, Because I work with transplant patients every day. And it's just so different going through transplants than it is anything else. And I now have firsthand experience that I can talk with my patients about and understand what they're going through. And if you've never had a transplant or been through that process, you really can't grasp the different emotions and feelings and frustrations and things that go on during that process. So I think it, it has affected me both personally, professionally. Um, I'm most grateful that I have time now to spend with my son. That's the important thing here, that you're healthy and able to be the mom you want to be for your child, your son. I don't have to miss out on events. And, you know, I can take him different places and do things with him. And that's huge to me. I missed out on so much before. That's a gift. That's a gift. I want to make sure in full transparency that our listeners know that we know each other through our volunteer work on TRIO, which is Transplant Recipients International Organization. And we have a local chapter here in Cleveland. We are both on the board and working to make things better for recipients. Do you want to speak about TRIO and and your work with them? After I was recovering from transplant, I had wanted to get involved with an organization where I can give back. 
as you mentioned, Colleen, they are the local chapter of TRIO. I wanted to join TRIO to just help bring awareness and education and everything that that mission states. You know, those are the the things that I want to bring to the Cleveland area and patients in our area so that we have somewhere to go for support, for fun, you know, to learn about things and just have a nice community overall for transplant people. Whether you're pre-transplant or post-transplant, a donor family, or even a caregiver for somebody who's going through the transplant process. Having that nice local community to go to. And I felt that it was important to try to bring that awareness throughout the greater Cleveland area. You you said it before, the experience of transplant is like none other. And it's important to surround yourself with people who understand that and can relate to your feelings and your experience. So it's wonderful that you found TRIO and that your efforts are to give back and improving the transplant community we have here. Yes, and we're fortunate here in the Cleveland area to have really some fantastic transplant organizations and two wonderful transplant hospitals. So are very fortunate in that. And it's really just kind of bringing everybody together and educating and bringing everybody for one goal, and that's that transplant goal. It's amazing how close our missions really are. And, you know, yeah. we, uh, we work hard every day to make sure people like us who are on the waiting list, who are in end-stage organ failure, have that second chance at life that we've been given so generously. Amy, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. And I think it's so impactful and it's so perfect during the month of March, which is Kidney Awareness Month. So thanks for spending time with me. Oh, thank you for having me, Colleen. We hope you found today's episode inspiring and informative. Let's Talk About Life can be found on iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, and other podcast providers. And of course, on lifebank.org. We encourage you to subscribe and invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. Take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at lifebank.org. Literally, someone's life is depending on it. <laughs>